0: On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll continue June Don Baker month with Trap* from 1977.
1: Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a bi-weekly movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film from cinema's past considered but not limited to being a cult classic as a disclaimer each episode will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language episodes available on cultcinemacavalcade.com and itunes like the show on facebook and follow on twitter at cc cavalcade For questions, suggestions, and all inquiries, contact us via mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Trouble
2: the damn business is one wild goose chase after another. I want you to find that Lincoln. Find it, and you drive it personally to my front door. This like
3: has
1: got good taste.
3: This is Cotsen McCabble Kane. This is episode 50. This is Brandon, and as always, with me is your co-hoster, <laughs> Colin.
0: Did you know that originally the Fabulous Baker Boys was called the Jodan Baker Boys, but instead of brothers playing piano and pursuing a woman, it's just about two brothers that can possibly eat turkey legs?
3: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, they went in a different direction.
3: Today we are here to discuss the 1977 film Speed Trap. Cullen, grab your magic box and take control of this plot.
0: After a wave of unsolved car thefts, an insurance company calls in private investigator Pete Novick to solve the case. While the chief of police isn't thrilled about having an outsider come and show up his men, one of his officers is a former girlfriend of Novick's who's more than willing to help him out in any way she can. After a long and convoluted investigation with false leads, psychics, and the mafia, Novick at last unravels the identity of the thief. Speed
3: Trap is directed by Earl Bellamy and stars Joe Don Baker. Time Daly, Robert Lozier, Timothy Carey, and Lana Wood. Welcome back to June Don Baker Month here on Cult Cinema Cavalcade. While it is June Don Baker Month, we'd also like to remind you of our campaign about another man we once dedicated our show to, Neil Breen. We need you folks out there to uh,
0: help us uh, tweet at this guy. Get him, you know, when he gets up in the morning, he looks at his phone, he puts in his shirt to cover his, his rippling muscles. We want to, you know, have uh, you people mention us on Twitter.
3: We need uh, you to help us get a cameo in his new film, Twisted. We need you to tweet, put at cc cavalcade in new at Neil Breen film. Hashtag Twisted Cavalcade. While he's uh, busy on his computer looking up uh, international corruption and, you know, government scamming, we need notifications to pop up to the dude to keep him from doing that. At least one of his laptops needs to give him notifications.
0: Sure. He's got four laptops, and he's got, I don't know, three, four cell phones, probably more. So... It's very easy to contact this guy. He, he At all times, he's sitting in front of a monitor.
3: Also, you can get out from in front of your monitor and stuff uh, listening to this show and come see us live at PopCon. We'll be back this summer in not too long. A couple weeks, we'll be at IndyPopCon, which is in the Indianapolis, city of Indianapolis. So if you're around the area, come down. Where we're gonna be pretty eventful. We are playing in a charity trivia game on the Friday night. It'll be July seventh. The event runs July seventh through 9th. Uh, we'll have a booth there, and we will also be doing another live episode on July eighth at two p.m. Which you remember last time we did Jim Cotta, so you won't want to miss what we have in store for you there.
0: There were a lot of people that said that they've never enjoyed a slice of pepperoni more than while listening to us talk. So. If you want that experience, come to Indie Popcon.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, definitely Indie Popcon. Uh, when the time gets closer, we'll be probably posting our schedule and such there and reminding you. And come see us. We had free shirts last time. Don't know if we'll have that this time because people don't like free shirts.
0: <laughs> yeah, we really had to convince people that they wanted a, f- a free garment of clothing.
3: Definitely, but it's great. Uh, there's a lot of YouTubers there. Some. Uh, celebrity guests, artists. It's uh, got a lot of podcasters, you know, things I like think, that.
0: Uh, I think Curtis Armstrong is going to be there along with...
3: Robert Gerding. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you know, it's not bad. And as always, Lloyd Kaufman. He's like an indie popcorn mainstay.
0: So if you want to see him putter around in a bow tie, you can see us
3: too. And anyways, onwards to episode 50 of our show. That's... For, for podcasts that go weekly, that would be 100 by now.
0: Yeah, well, we go, we're go. we still faster than several, so and that's, that's whatever. A,
3: we know we've had bonuses, episodes, and stuff, but these are canon episodes, you know, like 50. <laughs> so we've done more than 50.
0: We know. So you mean Splendor of the Mind's Eye wasn't, it wasn't canon? It's
3: not canon, no. Nope.
0: Just, <laughs> that episode, just like all of the Star Wars novels, it's just fan fiction now,
3: mm-hmm. exactly. And we didn't it wasn't originally planned to be a Joe Don Baker movie, but we couldn't pass up June Don Baker Month. So it's speed trap. like some other movies this year, it's celebrating its fortieth birthday. This is another one like Golden Needles that's forgotten,
0: the- yeah, uh, if, if you listen to our Golden Needles episode, you know, we said how difficult it was to find any information on that movie. I found even less. On Speed Trap.
3: Is Joe Don slowly disappearing from like the universe? I don't know, he's just
0: slowly erasing any trace he had until he'll never be known.
3: We had to acquire but, but... this movie via a bootleg.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: You can't yeah. even find like it's not like, oh, Speed Trap is just way too expensive on VHS, never came to DVD, and the VHS is just non-existent to be found in VHS form.
0: Yeah, you can't even buy it for an outrageous price, like, you know, <laughs> online anywhere.
3: Yeah, and, and this, this movie, yeah, it came out the same year as Star Wars, and, you know, the movie like it that's more well-remembered, Smokey and the Bandit.
0: Except in that one, the villain was the fat, sweaty guy. Our protagonist is the fat, sweaty guy. Yeah, they're the, they
3: wanted to, like, you know, flip the script for, for that, yeah. <laughs>
0: But, but, but to be fair, in the 70s, everyone was oily and sweaty. It was some kind of government mandate that everyone just, they wake up in the morning and just rub the baby oil on. And it was put just some hot outside
3: to- all the time in the 70s. I guess. It's before they had towels. Let's get into Speed Trap. Watch out. We, the movie opens with a garage and uh, some sweet electric guitar playing and then a, a person with aviators gets in a an interceptor it's a kind of car a make and
0: <laughs> <laughs> the camera is all the way zoomed in on interceptor three on the back of the car and i thought what a fucking awesome name for a movie that
3: would be interceptor they have a there's like a little control panel they have in the car and here watch out which you'll hear many more times in the movie and uh, they rev the engine and we have a car chase, and it, with this person and a cop wearing a helmet for some reason. In his car. Yeah. I get it. I've seen the movie. There's a lot of damage going on. good thing they're wearing helmets, but it looks just—it looks
0: weird, weird that every cop in this movie that drives a car is wearing a helmet. Was that uh, this place? Um, this movie takes place in Arizona. Is that? Like, to protect from scorpions or something? Is that what it is? I don't know. Like, those, like, damn kids are always throwing scorpions off the overpass, so they have to wear helmets (laughs) inside the car.
3: Yeah, it just, it looks really weird. It just doesn't, like, I've never seen a police, if it was a motorcycle cop, it would look fine. But all these, maybe they're just, they got, like, a bike or something in their trunk, and they're just ready for that? I
0: I don't know. (laughs) Like, they couldn't afford... Roll bars for the police officers' cars. Like, all right, well, there's a helmet. What? Why do we need either of these? Just get in the car and go.
3: Speaking of getting in the car and go, the chase passes by this van with a woman and a guy, and he's like, What's happening? I
0: don't know, but I want to see him catch that son of a bitch. Come on, let's go. What? <laughs> yeah, who are you, and why do you want to see this? And this is
3: one of those vans with, like, the scenic thing, spray painted yeah. on the side, and, and who knows uh, yeah. what they were doing. I think they were hooking up or something, but he's like, oh, let's go.
0: They were smoking a J out in the Arizona <laughs> yeah. desert.
3: So luckily, they did follow because the chase gets to this bridge, and the interceptor knocks the cop off the bridge, and the van pulls yeah, yeah. up.
0: And by the way, this is a real car going through a fucking bridge. Yes.
3: Oh, yeah. And I don't think you – this. I think this movie has more car destruction than you would see if you went to a destruction derby. Like it's, Yeah, yeah.
0: Like Whatever the budget for this movie was, the bulk of it is on cars. (laughs) There's so much destruction of cars. It's like they bought a whole
3: junkyard lot for this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they just hollowed these things out and just covered it. Well, no. I mean, man,
3: because they, I don't know. They trashed the hell out of some cars in this movie. Uh, The the man from the van, which that rhymed, uh, pulls the cop from the car just as it blows up. (laughs) saved just in time. Yeah, by the way, uh, i
0: would have to point out that these people are running from real fire. There was, I don't even think there was five seconds between when that guy got out of the car and that car blew up. Ha! There was no cutaway. They crawled out of the car and then someone off camera flicked a switch and kaboom.
3: The police captains then informed that when the plate number was being read, over the CB, a distortion kept it from being transmitted. The,
0: the chief of police comes to the captain of this department, and he came in and said that the mayor and the city council were pissed about this rash of car robberies.
3: And they've di- they've tapped the person. They give given the name the Roadrunner. The captain's told that the insurance company has hired a private investigator to work with them on the case. But up, 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 Novik. So just like last time. Jodon's introduced with like there's an intro scene and then there's some guys like I have the perfect guy for the job that type that type of introduction.
0: Yeah. And the the police captain is immediately pissed like like as soon as he hears Novik's name he stands up and is pissed off like he wasn't thrilled about uh, someone from the outside coming in. He was even more pissed. When he found yeah. out it was Novik, like, why do you hate that it's Novik? There's, they had no prior relationship, as far as I can tell. They never said anything about that. <laughs> I know they've
3: never met each other. I know this for a fact. Right. And, but he's instantly pissed about it. We cut to Jodan just happily driving around. Well, we're, we're introduced
0: to our protagonist with him dr- driving and yawning, which means he either just woke up from a nap or he's driving to his next nap.
3: But he gets in a car chase of his own as our hero drives through the wrong way, uh, uh, like going the wrong way in traffic, endangering uh, yeah. innocent drivers. And it's
0: ridiculous that he that he did that. It wasn't like he was forced into it. There's a accident in an intersection, and he drives around it, and he drives like onto like an interstate. But it's clear that he could have gotten into the correct lane to avoid oncoming traffic. Instead, he just says f it. I'm Joe Don Baker. I don't care what I
3: eat and I don't care how I drive. He went right into oncoming traffic. He parks in the police commissioner's parking spot. The cop's like, "Hey, who are you?" And he hands him a card, but it's a coupon for the Burger Pit Delight. I know, I saw that. That's such a like Joe Don Baker. Like if I could guess what's in his pocket. Yeah.
0: Burger coupon. The movie is making the jokes for us. Yes. <laughs> Like, even they know like look folks we know who we got for you know the lead in this movie. let's call a spade a spade here. Brother likes
3: to eat. so he gets cuffed and taken in. I, I wondered this during this movie I'm like has anyone ever seen Jodon Baker's eyes?
0: <laughs> Jodan Baker's face it looks like he's in a state of confusion or sleepiness
3: and he's got almost like those like droopy looking dog eyes
0: like his face says I'm ignorant and fuck you for thinking less of me.
3: The captain tells him that he has 73 tickets, and also we also get a cameo from the boom mic in this scene. Oh, my God, yes.
0: The boom mic should have been credited in this scene, because you can see... It's,
3: like, right above the door when they walk into the office.
0: (laughs) It's ridiculous. And it's one of those boom mics where, like, the windscreen, it's kind of, like, got the bulbous windscreen on the end of it, and that entire bulbous part of the windscreen, you see it spoken out from the top of the screen Mm -hmm. this is maybe the biggest offender of a boom mic i think i've seen in a movie
3: pretty bad the captain gives novick the rundown on the case and says he's pairing him with the best on the force and he says "Well,
0: hot damn (laughs) and he like legitimately laughs like that like he fell off the turnip truck
3: he entered he's introduced to nifty nolan played by Tyne Daly, but they already know each other. They're psyched because they knew each other from what he calls a chop sake class. Yep. Up in San um, Francisco. Uh, you oh, you know, chop sake class.
0: I think he was probably just thinking of chop suey during an actual martial arts class is my guess. And that's what he took away from it. <laughs> like, man, that, that that karate tastes good. But, oh, Joe Don.
3: And uh, Joe Don's like Ray for about eight harassment suits as she's like showing him the equipment used for the case.
0: I know like she is excited to see him, obviously, but he paws at her like she's a sock full of catnip. And the whole time, oh, yeah. like you said, she, she, yeah, she's just trying to explain like all these things, but she doesn't. She should be upset, but. She's only upset because she wants to focus on working. I think not because she's being treated like a piece of meat. Again, this is the '70s before women's before women had rights, so it, it was it was fine. Jodan gets what he wants, be it be it pork or woman, he gets his mouth on it.
3: And it's crazy, Tyne Daly here, like it's just crazy. She was in a. Uh... The Enforcer, the third Dirty Harry movie the year before this. But yeah. she looks like eight years younger than she did in that movie.
0: Yeah. She looks great in this movie. And I don't want to like just judge a woman who's like, oh, you know, I don't just want to judge a woman on her looks. But she looks really nice in this movie. And, and also, this is the, the first movie I've seen with Jodan Baker where if the female lead and the male lead got together, it would it would be okay. Like, every other woman, it's just like, why is she with him? Here, I, it makes more sense. Well, it doesn't they, bother they, me.
3: They do kind of have chemistry.
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah, she's she's really nice in this movie. And I don't know, as piggish as he is, she seems, I don't know. I don't, don't want to say she's into it, but I don't know. It seems better with the two of them. With other... Other times where he's piggish, like, oh, shut up and go to hell, you gross piece of dog
3: shit. But in this movie, it's not as bad, or doesn't feel as bad. She ends up leaving to get on her bike, and Jodan asks her out for a drink. A song called Something Special About You, Baby starts playing. This this movie pumps its soundtrack.
0: It does. There are multiple original songs for this movie. Like, the beginning of this but did the beginning of the movie start the song Speed Trap? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can think of the there there's the song Speed Trap, which is played multiple times. And then when we're introduced to Joe Don, there's a song called I think American Maid. Yeah,
3: American Boy.
0: You like those songs, good news.
3: It's you hear them about four times each. It's like it's like a, the music quality is like a notch above stock disco funk music. Yes. Where the fact that you can remember it is its strength. But
0: it's like if John Red did the music for this movie, but he was more talented because there's, they play the songs all the fucking time over right. and over again. But they're funky and they're kind of fun or, you know.
3: I don't
0: know if it's campy, but yeah, they're kind of fun.
3: If it was like thrown in with a, you know, best of 70s disco mix and it was thrown in between like four songs that you really like know and liked, it'd it'd be fine to just like that one comes on and it wouldn't skip a beat. It'd it'd keep the party going.
0: No one would fall into a speed trap.
3: Watch out. Novick calls some mechanic to look up uh, any known race driver that also knows electronics. Which that's just like you know what? <laughs> a Mustang's then stolen and a cop is immediately on it. Like if you steal a car, like some like something goes off and the cops are immediately on you. Have you noticed that in this movie? Yeah, every time a
0: car is stolen, immediately cops are on it. There's some kind of secret device in every car that instantly. Tells the cops your car is stolen. They're like, like somehow OnStar was invented for this movie.
3: <laughs> Through poor communication, the cop ends up running into another cop, but there's a motorcycle cop, and he's not on the beat. But we uh, cut to this hot blonde being harassed by her driving instructor.
2: You're doing fine, Miss Hastings. Just fine. Oh, thank you. Tell me, Mr. Hancock, you a married man? Leroy. Call me Leroy. Okay. Leroy, are you married man? Uh, No, I'm I'm, I'm separated. Oh, well, um... Have you, uh, have you ever taken lessons from a qualified instructor before? This
0: was before women had rights. Yes,
3: but she ends up obstructing the bike cop who crashes. The car ends up pulling into a junkyard. And then in a park, this mysterious thief remote controls a car to the bemusement of a drunk hobo on a park bench. And then a woman comes out running with her puppy, who is the owner of the car. She's yelling, and then the homeless guy just hes no help to her.
0: He's just drunk. So this, I think this is the first time that we actually see a, the, a car getting stolen. And it, it unlocks by itself, and it starts by itself. We're not 100%, I think. Do we know how that's happening at this point or not? Or are we just guessing at this point? We're
3: just get guess- I mean we're guessing. It's just that they're remote controls and blah. Okay.
0: Okay. When we when we get a little closer to when we actually figure out how this happens, we'll just we'll go over that. Oh, and by the way, I'm really happy about the drunk guy because he a woman sat down next to him. He had the opportunity to be offensive and hit on her, and be gross, but he doesn't. Yes. He's one of the few... <laughs>
3: He's more into his bottle.
0: That's right. And to me, any male that just treats a woman like a person in, in this movie is a hero. So congratulations, you drunk
3: bastard. Unlike the driving instructor.
0: Oh my god, that was disgusting. Like when, As soon as we see inside the car for... Ralph's driving school the instructor, Mister Hancock, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, has his arm around the blonde woman. It's just so gross.
3: Yeah. Ooh. The the woman though, Miss uh, Miss Hastings, she's a uh, Roberta Collins, and she was like a B movie grindhouse drive in actress.
0: This kind of makes sense.
3: Yeah, she was in like a lot of those uh, women in prison movies, mm-hmm. like uh, Big Doll House, Women in Cages, Caged Heat. She was in future cult cinema cavalcade movie The Unholy Rollers and also in Death Race 2000, too. So she's been a lot of things. Death Wish 2, Hard Bodies, Saturday the 14th. I like uh, to
0: think that Mr. Hancock saw her in those movies and just assumed that she, since she was in those horror movies where she was a kind of a, a scream queen, he just assumed, like, well, she'll certainly be ready to go. It won't take much to take her top off. I'm sure that's what he thought, because huh. he's probably a massive idiot.
3: We catch up with uh, Novik and his uh, theme music plays, and a cop is in pursuit of another stolen car. Ms. Hastings is back.
0: She was at the Department of Motor Vehicles. She was on a chest. So that means, in the same day, we, we didn't mention this, but she crashes that first car, and it's ridiculous.
3: She crashes it bad, and then she crashes it even worse here.
0: Yeah, like, the the first time, she runs it up a ramp, and she lands the car on three other cars. Yeah. Then, later that day, she says, okay, I'm ready to take my driving test. (laughs) And then she crashes the car. She runs it through the back of a moving truck.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. And it slams out, and there's, like, a row of cars, and it lands on it.
0: (laughs) So both times, she lands on cars. (sighs) Right.
3: And uh, Novik ends up getting pulled over and arrested. And at the car at a car lot, the thief steals another car as the speed trap song plays. And this one, this what this movie is for. Like a lot of it is just driving around in cars.
0: Well, yeah. So what will happen is okay. This there's a car chase. Oh, the car chase stops. The person who is being chased gets another car, steals that car, and off they go on another car chase. Right.
3: So the cop chasing, uh, winds up losing the stolen car because he drives into the canal. Another drives into a chicken coop. Wait, like, I, I, cops I, I actually, are fucking horrible drivers in this movie.
0: The cops in this movie drive, like, storm troopers shoot in yes. Star
3: Wars. Yep.
0: They're all over the place and they're terrible. Like, there are times where, like, like the, the first time when we mentioned like the cops running into each other, it was a head-on collision with each other. Something that was easily avoidable, but they just said, nope, I can't turn that wheel, bang, right into the other
3: car. Yeah. A plane lands in the desert with some devious stuff going on, and uh, Jodan and Tyne Daly meet for a drink, and he orders her a stinger.
0: By the way, the name of the bar is the what? the Turquoise Lounge. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Turquoise Lounge. I'm not surprised that Jodan Baker went to meet a woman at a place <laughs> called the Turquoise Lounge. You want to the Turquoise Lounge?
3: Uh, they, they chat for a little bit, and he's like, "You want some dinner?" And then he gets—I'm <laughs> all- sure it's his third one of the night. He gets all of her info, and then that's it. Uh- <laughs> yeah, and, then, <laughs> and, then, he and goes, then it's over. You want some dinner. Well, then you better go eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't like. They don't get dinner together. It's just that's it. Well, we're we're at his house and he's in this like robe. It's like oh robe, and then a girl named New Blossom shows up, played by Lana Wood, and she. We were told about her earlier. it's like, you should get so and so's sister to help you on the It's like some bullshit stuff coming from the mechanic. Mm-hmm. they are like, I don't know, whatever. And then she shows up. You're like, oh, I guess that meant something.
0: So she she shows up and talks about she sees a medallion right mm-hmm. on the driver
3: in in her in her vision because she's a psychic,
0: right. And then she said that she needs to relax to get a better vision. Is that right? Yep.
3: And Jodon's like, Oh, you, you do the psychic thing.
2: Yes, but only when I'm completely relaxed. And it just
1: sort of comes to me.
2: Well, just come on in. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm a little confused. It's been a bad day. and I was just about ready to go to bed. Say that again. Just about ready to go to bed. That sounds very
0: relaxed. He's about ready to go to bed. He was drinking a beer when he answered the door. Yes. He put down his can of Schlitz and he went to the door. <laughs> you know, Brandon, the be- I find the best way to go to sleep is just down a can of beer before I hit the
3: sack. So they have a shower and I'm guessing boned.
0: Because it cuts from her saying like talking about being relaxed to Joe Don Baker's wet
3: body yeah coming out of his shower. Like, what well, and the shower well and then it's like that's all you see is jodan and then he like moves aside and he's like oh she's with him yeah exactly it's like whoa that was that was
0: quick i thought it was just like oh they were talking and then you know they did some stuff and then took a shower turns out it's the next morning she spent the
3: night and he's listening to a story about the Roadrunner on the radio, and then New Blossom changes it, and he freaks out, and he's like, I'm not into all that violence, violence.
2: Well, violence is my meal
0: ticket. I take my meals pretty seriously.
3: <laughs> I do.
0: <laughs> I like that he gets his information on the Roadrunner from the radio station and not the police.
3: Uh, we then get uh, Robert Loggia as Spilano. We're like 40
0: minutes into this movie and we finally see Robert Loggia, by the way.
3: Because a lot of it... It's funny. We feel like we haven't progressed much in this plot, but it's been like tons of long car chases.
0: Yeah. A lot of stuff has happened in this movie and it's
3: really not a lot of fluff, to be honest. And it's just his narrative is running slow. Yeah. And the car chases
0: that we see aren't bad No, they're not bad.
3: They're filmed well. I mean, it's real stunt drive. I mean, if you're into like... Dunts and like you know you know oh, yeah. crazy driving this is you're gonna like this movie probably just based on that pure exploitative factor on its own
0: yeah like these are people that probably drive in demolition derbies you know and yeah our professional drivers know what the hell they're doing it's really not bad
3: spilano calls the captain and tells him about this party he wants him to come to uh novik stops by the mechanic again to talk about blossom and nifty then radios that they had a bunk lead but then reports about a chase and Ganovic case off and guess what? Car chase. But this time we see the driver and it's just some surfer looking kid in a white car. He yells at Joe Don calling him a turkey and Joe Don's like Pull over
0: You <laughs> said <laughs> turkey he- Yeah he probably thought he had a turkey
3: yeah, sandwich. He's like, what in turkey? There.
0: throw me a leg over here we'll keep chasing (laughs) my energy We're
3: sitting this chase this chase ends up going randomly like a lot of these chases do into the desert
0: yeah apparently every road that they uh, chase each other on is right next to the desert always yeah it goes because it it is legitimately like they're in this city and then cut and they're on a desert road like wait what the, the hell
3: or, they're, yeah, there's, like, in desert land. And then there's these, like, big, like, concrete, like, circle things. It's huge,
0: like, enormous cylinders. They've got to yeah. be, man, three stories tall, Would I'd yeah. probably say.
3: Yeah, they're huge. And so, basically, this is just driving around here and watching police crash into each other. Like, they're a bunch yeah. of, like, idiots.
0: Yeah, it, two, uh, again, two cop cars hit each other head on. But it's not just... Like, earlier they're in the movie- They're chasing one car! Well, yeah, they're chasing one car! Earlier in the movie, they're in traffic, like, oh, shit. You know, they lose control because there's other cars around. Okay, that makes some kind of sense. When these two cop cars hit each other, they are nowhere near the car they are chasing. And they're out
3: not, in the open desert. Yeah, it's
0: not like- Oh, the, I didn't the, see you there, Bob! <laughs> I didn't see you straight ahead of me. 100 feet away because that's what it was
3: well it's not like uh, that it's not like the car was going and they were planning on ramming him from both sides <laughs> it's straight it, up all the scene is is just you see desert and then you see these two cop cars come and like go head on collision with each other
0: the the car they're chasing and then jodan is right behind it and they're f- so far away it, it it really is like they just played a game of chicken like they just they're just two cops that want to get on disability that's what it looks like. like we both get whiplash or, or, or something more serious. We can be off work for a few weeks and still get paid. Let's
3: do it. But Jodan Baker drives well, and he chases this guy. He goes into a tunnel, and Jodan goes on the outside of it, and then the tunnel ends up in a body of water. The car sinks, but the, the kid emerges from the water and is pissed. And He's like, wait till my dad hears about this. And then Novick then... That's the cops knowing.
2: Well, if that's the roadrunner, then I'm a four foot sword wallet with a six foot sword.
3: Also, the, the police
0: call the kid Mercury Heels. What a <laughs> what a burn that is. Like, okay, that's enough out of you, Mercury Heels. What? Ouch. Hey, let's just cool off there, uh 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 Hermes shoes. What? You can't burn someone or drive a car. You're terrible cops.
3: Another plane lands in the desert, and a guy gets out of a car and he grabs a bag from the pilot. So then this guy takes his car, he goes to the airport and puts a bag in a locker. And then the roadrunner we see is back at work in the airport parking lot and takes a car. And then a white haired man goes to that locker, removes a bag which has a note in it. And then Spolano, Rabaloja, receives a call at his pool that one of his cars is gone and he's pissed because the captain tells him the car with that had a million dollars of pure stuff in it had been stolen and the back of the mechanic uh, someone claiming to be the roadrunner calls in and nobody thinks someone's putting him on but he takes the mechanic with him to go check it out it's that,
0: that, that, that makes sense
3: oh, yeah all right let me uh, let me close up here and...
0: why wouldn't you bring a civilian to meet a criminal why wouldn't you do that
3: the cover of night is up and they follow the lead.
0: <laughs> you know, shit the cover of night. It was like the middle of the day when they were at the garage. Right. Cut, and it's like eight at night.
3: They decide to case the place first. And Novik goes through the car and, like, hot wires it. But I'm not sure he knew what he was doing because he tells the guy to duck down. And the guy's, like, and the mechanic's wincing. through <laughs> this whole thing, he's like, oh, shh.
0: Yeah, like, how bad are you if you... Try to hotwire a car, and then, oops, I made it blow up. You can't do that when you're hotwiring a
3: car. Uh, A car shows up, and they speed out as they're getting shot at, and Novik ends up jumping the car off a ledge to crash into the other car, and it blows up both vehicles.
0: And and again, this is... Jodon Baker running from ex- an ex- exploding cars. He's not that far away from it. It's one of the few times I actually felt like, geez, Jodon Baker actually cares about his job.
3: Uh, white car stops Jodon in an alley, and they go to attack him, but he beats uh, the guys up and runs off, and he hides behind a street plant as he's pursued by uh, the one the Goon played by Tim Carey, and there's a hooker out, and she talks to Tim Carey on the street.
2: You seen a pretty boy come by here? Yeah. Frosty, let's get back to the car, you can't be too far. Friday
1: night, we got a special on, in case you boys are down this way.
0: What the hell, 70s? Pretty boy? <laughs> Pretty boy. Like, well, in this one he's called Pretty Boy, when we watched Golden Needle's Felicity and that, she called him beautiful. A- again, what is your standard 70s? Are you turned on by men that look like basset hounds? <laughs> is that what you like,
3: 70s? Uh, well, a pimp shows up, and uh, Jodan tells him he needs his car, and then the goons spot him and follow him, and he goes to the pool party where Nifty, Tyne Daily's character, is dancing terribly, as are the extras. Did you notice that? Oh, they're, awful. they're all Like, there's that dude at the glasses at the door. I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. Like,
0: like are they all listening to a different song? Yeah, <laughs> it
3: is, like, it is insanely distracting, like, bad. It was... Entertainment. I, I. was just like, what is he doing? Because uh, I thought, like, oh, Tyne Daly stopped dancing, and then it's like, <laughs> oh shit, look at this everyone guy. Everyone stopped dancing. And then you look, and then you look at everyone, and you're like, oh my gosh. Like, like everyone's just on
0: LSD. Is my guess right. at the pool party.
3: <laughs> so, uh, Nifty is drunk at this party, and uh, and Novik just needs to find a cop. Because
0: I'd like to know how. All of them were
3: probably hospitalized at this point from the massive pileup they had chasing one car in a desert earlier in the day. Like,
0: the only police vehicles that are left have to be bikes because they totaled so many cars.
3: He talks of his day, and then she talks about how the captain is in bed with a dope smuggler. And she tells the story of her parents' separation. Her mom married Captain Hogan. And I think that was the first time I heard his last name. I was like. It's like, the
0: first time I remember hearing yeah, it. Yeah, I
3: was like, wait, is that the same captain? But it is. And her father was murdered, and she's come to work for the police to solve everything. And they they, they share, a, I believe they share a joint.
0: Don't know what's going on there. I mean, I guess it's believable with that dancing.
3: Yeah. And he grabs a bottle of booze. He's like, I'm going to take this home. Gonna take That's this exactly
0: what was like. I'm going to use this for a while, or whatever he says.
3: Yeah. And on his way out. He's grabbed by a goon and immediately smashes said bottle on that guy.
0: I bet he was real sad about that. Like, oh, man, I was going to get so drunk. I was going to wet the bed on purpose this time.
3: <laughs> Tim Carey, he takes Joe Don to Spilano.
0: He gets in a car. I, I don't even remember if it was his car or some another stolen car or what the hell it was. But Tim Carey sits up. Yeah. And he says, Good evening, like
1: yes.
3: Dracula.
2: Good evening. Oh,
3: I give up. I I like Tim Curry. Um <laughs> he's just so weird. I've always enjoyed he's got an interesting presence.
0: Like in this movie, maybe, maybe you can help me. Does he just have like two lines of blood coming out his mouth the whole think... movie? Or does his like his like face just Cast a really yeah, big shadow. He I did, couldn't
3: tell. I, he had some kind of facial hair going on. He was in all the dark nighttime scenes, so it always looked weird looking at his face. But I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying.
0: It almost looks like he wanted to dress like Alice Cooper, and he just put the lip makeup on, and then he's like, "You know what? That's enough."
3: At Spolano's, uh, one of our favorite characters makes a return: the Boom Mike. <laughs>
0: The boom mic should get fourth billing in this movie. Yeah.
3: So, Jodan is made that he blew up the car with the heroin in it. But Novick is like, no, I never saw it. And then Novick punches out Tim Carey, and they deduce that the Roadrunner has it. And Spalano says he, need, he needs to work with him, or he's dead. To which Jodan's like, oh, okay.
0: When he knocks out... Uh, Tim Curry. It's like some kind of like half-ass kung fu
3: he's doing. Yeah, it's Joe Don Fu.
0: Exactly. That, that chop suey kung fu, whatever he said that he learned earlier in the
3: movie. Ch- chop sake, whatever he's...
0: Yeah, yeah. What, what it looks like you're just swinging your meaty arms around and slapping someone until they fall down. Until they just give up.
3: So next morning, Blossom calls, and they parked his car at the house. At his own house and she said she had another vision of a medallion and it was a little more clear and Novick is radioed about a car and he finds it to give chase through some random back lot
0: yeah there's like an amusement park that they drive next yeah. to and a track like a racetrack track is kind of what mm-hmm. it looks like
3: yeah and Novick winds up getting a flat tire and loses this chase and he goes <sighs> beep beep my ass <laughs> he, he tows it to his mechanic and gets a new set of wheels which is like an old driving Miss Davey-esque like, town car he stops at some little festival, that's like a car festival to get a hot dog because it wouldn't be a Joe Don Baker movie if he didn't randomly stop on a street to eat something
0: right, so he pulls up in this car that says horseless carriage on it Yes.
3: and a roadrunner shows up, something happens while the road runner is trying to steal a car and then bolts on foot, and I'm gonna stop right here to say there was a really cool opportunity this movie had and they backed off because the roadrunners trying to steal like a classic car like what Joe Don was driving. Mm-hmm. and they could have had like a chase with those. I mean, there's so many chases with like cop cars and similar like sporty cars, it would have been fun to see something like that.
0: Like two old timey yeah. cars in a high speed chase.
3: Yeah, they could have done something fun with that. I thought that's where it was going. I was like, oh, that's good.
0: That would have been that would have been neat. I- instead, we get them running around this car show, and there's this one scene or this one shot. It's overhead, and it has I don't know, like eight cars parked in this really odd formation. Like 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 eight drunk people got in their own cars. Like okay, just park them in this general area. Yep. You know, there's um, this thrown around. It, it looks like if a toddler just threw down a bunch of match Matchbox cars. Like, okay, this is where they're parked. And there's just people milling about them.
3: Jodan steals a car to give Chase and hand an old couple a Burger Pit coupon. <laughs>
0: he's like, I don't think he's police. And they look down at the card.
3: Well, I'm a third percent shareholder. <laughs>
0: And by that, I mean I eat 30 burgers there every day.
3: 30 burgers every day. 30% off? Mm-hmm.
0: As, I'm making money.
3: As if you could pick one sound out on of the song on the soundtrack to play right now, which would it be, Colin? Uh... Watch out. <laughs> Better be careful with that pick. Speed Trap. Speed, speed Trap. The chase uh, works its way into a dirt bike race. Which has a crazy announcer that starts like calling the shots. Goes up the jump to the outside of the track. I don't believe cars can do this. We've got a knockdown, out battle between a Mercedes Benz
0: and a Corvette. Holy Toledo! Yeah, I cannot believe, yeah, the announcer announces the car chase. <laughs> at first, <laughs> at, at first, he's confused like, what the heck? Somebody tell me what's going on. And then he just starts announcing yes. the car chase that's happening in front of everybody. <laughs> like like Mercedes-Benz and, <laughs> and like Jodan Baker and police cars <laughs> smashing into each other.
3: It leaves the race. And of course, the police don't know how to drive during this. We, and it... It,
0: like, There's enough of a, the dirt has made enough of a ramp that the Mercedes-Benz jumps off the track. But the police cars can't figure out that, that Trick apparently. When that car leaves, that when that Benz leaves, everyone stands up and claps. Yes, they're clapping for someone that's clearly a criminal.
3: They like the underdog. The chase gets to a parking garage, and then it leaves the garage and gets to become a foot race, and into a building where Jodan and like a group of cops are on foot giving chase. And the Roadrunner then gets outside and steals the car that Jodan had stole to get there. So he just steals another one, and he tells the person, I need your car, police business. Just throws him out and just takes off. And he quickly wrecks, but then takes a police (laughs) car and continues the chase. This is like Grand Theft Auto, like the game. Yeah, you're right! So it's got that. The chase gets to a big stretch of desert, no surprise, and Jodan rams the car, but the Roadrunner ends up crashing and running on foot, which we get some like slow mo chase. Well, actually, it's probably real time with Jodan.
0: I think it's. I think it is real time.
3: Uh, and Novik tackles a road runner, and it's nifty because, duh, as if it wasn't, <laughs> as if it hadn't been obvious from the beginning.
0: Well, it yeah, and also it's going to be a character we've already seen, and you know who else is Man, it going to be? I- it's not going to. It's not going to be Voodoo the Pimp. It's you know it's gonna be Nifty Nolan.
3: Considering every time she was on screen, she was talking about technology and knowing technology, mm-hmm. and then and then every time they talked about the Roadrunner, they had to use the word man like all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that scene about her her dad, like I I had a, a suspicion from her first scene. I'm like, and then they had her purposely get on a motorcycle, not a car. I was mm-hmm. like I was like I was like I bet you know, I bet it's her. I bet it's her. And and then, like, when we got to that scene at that party where she was talking about her father, I'm like, yep, it's her.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: It was just like a countdown for me waiting for her. But he doesn't seem too distraught. And then she hands over the magic box. I know that I'm not talking about a sex scene because <laughs> she says her daddy made it.
0: So this is a box that can start a car
3: uh-huh. and
0: open the locks. Right. This is the year 1977. There's no way... Like, no, no, oh, huh. no, like not every. No, <laughs> Being... I know so little about cars, but fucking no, that would not be able to happen in 1977. That's ridiculous. That could barely happen now. That can only happen with some cars.
3: Well, she willingly goes back towards town with uh, Jodan, and she talks about her daddy inventing the box and probably being killed for it by Hogan, but he hid it and told her where to find it. And she says all the cars are in town, safe and sound, along with Spilano's heroin, which she's going to flush.
0: You mean evidence that could be used to, you know... Put the bad guys in jail.
3: Take down the guys you're going after. Like yeah, yeah. They pull up to the mechanic, and Blossom recognizes Nifty from her vision. And they drop off the car, and he gets his car back. The cop car is what they're dropping off, and he and Nifty leave, but are followed by a car. And they go to a warehouse. He tells her that Blossom is his psychic and uh, uses her. He uses her on all his cases.
0: He also it's- says it like. Like, she's my psychic.
3: <laughs> Who was that? Who? That girl. What girl? That girl with the medallion. Oh, that girl.
2: Well, that's a special girl. Mm-hmm. She's my psychic. Mm-hmm. I use her in all my cases.
3: <laughs> and Joe does this movie all the time. He's like, <laughs> you notice that? Like, He absolutely (laughs) is. Like, all the time. Like, I don't know how many of his lines end (laughs) in, (laughs) like,
0: It's like the director said, Can you act like more of a hayseed, please?
3: And they get to the warehouse where... All the cars are, which the warehouse, which is also owned by Captain Hogan, the heroine stashed in a Rolls Royce and then Hogan shows up and they hide and it's like red lighting and Novik begins to converse with him, but he pulls a gun and they get in this 50 cuff shootout thing. And then Jodan does this jump off a car to jump, kick him in the face.
0: <laughs> well, I think athleticism. I think Jodan Baker. Yeah.
3: Nifty had pulled a, another gun from a car and was going to use it, but Hogan's knocked out. And then he, they drag Hogan and put him in the back of the Rolls Royce.
0: It kind of looks like and Baker punches Hogan to death because he he is just dead weight on the ground.
3: Spilano hears about shots fired on the police APB, which Spolano's just out, like,
0: joyriding? Uh, I think he's going to see Hogan. Okay. I think uh, Hogan may have called... Uh spilano?
3: They decides I'm gonna go I'm gonna go check that warehouse out. Joe Don and Tyne plant some heroin on Hogan and he says she can flush the rest. He goes
2: Is this a big bad wolf sugar? Uh-huh. There you go, Captain. Evidence. Flush the rest of
3: the stuff you want to. A plumber says it works better than Draino.
2: Funny, funny,
0: Joe Don.
3: As they're taking the Rolls Royce out, Bolano shows up and they just begin shooting. Which oh yeah! Hogan pops up during this and Tim Carey shoots him in the head on accident.
0: <laughs> And he goes down hard, too. I mean, it's, like you said, a shot in the head.
3: Through the shootout, they end up shooting Robert Loggia, who, like, hits the gas and runs what? into a fence and his car blows up. It's so
0: fucking awesome how it happens. <laughs> <It's> like, because, like, <laughs> like, the it... lackey dies and then Jodon and Ty and Daly look at each other like, okay, let's do this. I
3: wanted it to freeze frame on the fire and, the like, credits roll. <laughs> like, that's how ridiculous. <laughs> like... I was it's like, like no, please, was. please, please! It would have challenged the end of Tango and Cash had that happened.
0: Oh yeah, no! It, it, oh, it was, it was beautiful. I, I went and I got my wife and I said, "You have to see this."
3: It was almost like <laughs> the like serious version of like Craig Kilborn during the end credit scene of Old School. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: it was, and it, it's, it's just. It's so great that they they whip around the walls and they both just start openly shooting him. He's in this <laughs> car, not pointing a gun at the car that drive away, and they just open fire on his ass. And then he just hits this fence, and then it just like well, it, it's like it's like a railing to yeah. block off like a loading dock that like, goes downhill. So he he's shot, I guess, dead, and he just hits the gas. Yeah. And he knocks that railing down, and it blows up, like, a second after he hits the it's railing.
3: Amazing!
0: Like, were there explosives in the railing? Why does it blow up? <laughs> I, I say, you know, how much, like, if I see a car that takes a hit in a movie, I want to see it blow up. But this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, I was, it, it should at least wait till it hits the ground, not until it just, Any contact at all. Why? And it was at the front of the car that blew up. It wasn't where the gas tank would be. It was the fucking front of the car. (laughs) Is the the car powered by nitroglycerin? Why did the (laughs) (laughs) fucking front of the car blow up? One
3: of the best movie deaths of all time. Is
0: he, is he smuggling
3: heroin and explosives? <laughs> like, oh, I've got a bunch of C4 under the car. Okay. Novik tells Nifty to get lost as the police are showing up. And, he, and before she's like, running, like hey, hey, wait, wait. And he gives her a kiss. <laughs> Just want to try that. Uh, That's good. At, I'm
0: going I'm to do that more.
3: They're finally having that dinner. It's at a diner. And he tells her she's in the clear. She can't be connected at all. And he asks her if she wants to go on a vacation like Abu Dhabi with him and her magic box. And, <laughs> and he mentions she never told him how she did the the radio frequency thing. And she says, later. And then they kiss as a, watch out. And then they they do this weird thing with their hands and it freeze frames as the credits roll. Well, it's
0: so weird that you hear... There's another thing I had to show my wife too, but it's so weird that they lean in and they kiss and then watch out. Yeah. But like when you figure when the end credits uh, music starts that you'd freeze a frame. Nope. Nope. You hear watch out and they're still kind of moving. So it's like, who said that? What's what's happening? (laughs) And then it freezes
3: and the music kicks in. Like, the fuck? Why? Well, they don't just like. What? I thought it freeze frame twice, like they were actually. Like, oh, not here, not here. But it didn't. It it was just they were like stuck no. on each other and then kept moving. And then they put their hands together, where you should have stopped it when they just locked hands. But then they like keep going, <laughs> and it's like they're like yeah. wait. And then it freezes. It's like what? It's so uncomfortable. Why would you have
0: a song that says, "Watch out," oh, and man. then
3: wait and like
0: wait like like a couple of bars of music and then start the actual music. It's super weird. It's really weird. Then you hear the whole song of speed trap over the credits. And speaking of of the credits, I don't know whether you noticed this or not, but this stunt coordinated by Paul Knuckles.
3: (laughs) No, I didn't notice
0: Paul Knuckles spelled with an N. So when I saw that, I'm like, okay, good job. Movie
3: Paul Knuckles. Uh, what did you think of a Jodan's car? I liked okay. it. I thought it was pretty, pretty cool sharp. car. Yeah, that
0: was uh, that was by far I think the coolest looking car in the movie. Yeah,
3: there's that white one he stole. That was kind of cool. But that yeah, his car was cool. I like yeah. the paint job on it.
0: Yeah, it wasn't I mean, I like what...
3: it wasn't like overdone, but it like just it's kind of badass.
0: Yeah, it, it was a a red and white car, and the I'm not sure how to it
3: had like a racing stripe down the middle of it, and then it had like some sort of like diamond design on the side
0: yeah yeah it was like a some kind of like elongated curve or something on the side yeah Yeah. and then that was the white part and the rest of it was red it was It looked really awesome. It certainly looked better than that Interceptor at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. When I was watching it, I thought, like, why are they stealing such a shitty-looking car? Like, I met a big car person, as I said, but it was like a hatchback. Like, (laughs) hatchbacks are not known for how cool and fast (laughs) they are. So that was kind of strange. Also, um, now that we know... That it was Nifty Nolan that was uh, that, that stole these cars. Were those cars owned by Robert Loge's character? Yeah, or...
3: yeah, that's he kept. That's why he was getting pissed. They kept getting stolen from him. They were like, they're either his or his guys.
0: Well, what about that old woman yeah. in the park? That was just a Rolls Royce that she stole.
3: That's true. I, I thought when they were on the phone at the beginning that he was complaining about his cars getting stolen and he wasn't too pissed until the heroin got stolen. Or maybe is just that, that one got stolen that was it. But no, she was trying to get at him. Yeah, is
0: was the that old well, yeah, no, she wasn't an old woman though. She dressed like an old woman well, but she wasn't that an old time, woman.
3: That time she was just trying to get away, maybe? I
0: I don't I don't know. It it, it was never really clear to me. But the cars that she stole were Robert Losha's cars. It is it still kind of felt like she just stole cars and she was fortunate enough to steal the one that had heroin in it. Yeah. Now, she may have been like following him or whatever, but the other cars, it just really feels like they are random cars that she stole. And, and also, if you're stealing them, why do you like peel out? Like, like every time she stole a car, she hauled ass. Yeah, like be a little more subtle, you know? Don't because because even if you steal a car, these cars don't have alarms, so there's no way the police would know e- immediately. Right. Uh, but but so instead, like the only way the cops are going to know something bad is happening is, is if you speed. And of course, she does every fucking time. Wait my dad hears about this. He's a lawyer. He's going to make you look like a jerk. Look, Mercury Heels, you're in big trouble. Now let's have the lights.
3: Now it's time in our show where we rate the movie we just watched as we are called semi Cavalcade. We keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family, which means you don't spend the night with badass Novik, no matter how cool his car is or how much he's just getting ready to go to bed. Converted, which means you definitely, your psychic abilities allow you to Go over, get some rest, and take a shower and do the nasty with Jodon, or drink the Kool-Aid, which means pff, Abu Dabu baby, let's do this. So Cullen, how do you rate speed trap?
0: This is Jodon Baker at his bake-er-ist. He doesn't treat women real well, although it's still not even close to the worst. It's just like, well, it's the seventies, so you accept it. Which is unfortunate. Car chases are really good in this movie. The the songs are silly, but fun. When Shodan's character goes to Robert Loja's place for the first time, the music sounds like it's from Night Gallery. So it's it's a lot of fun stuff in this movie. And the, I like Tyne Daly. I wish she was in the movie more, honestly. I really liked her character.
3: Yeah, she does drop off. Like She has her introduction scene, and then she drops off until that, what, like the uh, the party, that right? That pool
0: party, Yeah. yeah. You know, when, when Joe Don with that psychic, I thought, oh, why is he with her? I don't want this. We're like daily. I like, this, I like her. W- when you say, I want to watch a Joe Don Baker movie, this is the movie that you want to watch, I think. This is what you have in mind. Uh, so I am, I'm converted on this. And it is, I, I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed watching this movie. I, I will definitely watch this again. And I loved to watch the cars blow up. Have to say about it Brandon how do you rate Speed Trap
3: Speed Trap was I I I thought it was fun I, I was surprised I got like genuine enjoyments out of it I got silly enjoyments out of it it's it's everything you want out of like this is what I wanted golden needles last week to be more like and uh this is everything I wanted to be and a little more I didn't expect the car chases and stunts to be as consuming and as good as they actually were Granted, the cops drive stupidly. You still at least get to see them, like, uh, you know, risk their lives crashing into each other. It's silly, stupid. I got another creepy Tim Carey character to like. I, it's funny. the bad guys in this, the the Robert Loja and the Captain Hogan, totally forgettable. Except mm-hmm. for uh, Loggia's got the like one of the best cinema deaths in history. But they <laughs> they just they do nothing. There's like Loggia sits on the phone the whole time. They go to a party at his house. He's not even there. That was his house. That's where the party was. Remember, Captain Hogan called about the I didn't party. Know that. Yeah, that was that party that he called him about. I
0: didn't even. Realize. I thought that was weird that Jodan Baker knew where Tyne Daly was. Like, how the hell does she? How does he know? He just shows up at a pool and what? It was that was super weird to me.
3: Yeah, that was that party. I wanted this whole time. I kept watching this and I kept waiting for like a someone to like the, the mystery science theater riff to like hit, but they weren't there. I was like, ah oh, man, because this would be perfect. Mm. This one, I agree. This one, you know, it's, it sets itself up. It's perfectly set for that type of thing. And MST3K season twelve. I'm sure the rights are available for this movie cheaply because get
0: the rights to this movie. Jonah needs to do a Jodan Baker movie. But it was
3: a like it was like Viacom Video, which I don't think exists anymore. So,
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I get this up, get it, Jonah. But yeah, I am converted on uh, Speed Trap. Surprisingly, it's an easy converted. I you know I thought maybe I'd be like ah, I guess you know converted or or you'll know, stay with my family, but I, this is an easy converted.
0: Now, Robert Loja's death confirms it to be converted.
3: Right. Robert Loja's death is a Kool Aid moment. So that's where it flirted I, with Kool Aid.
0: I know, me too. I was uh, I was close, but there's just a, not enough Tyne Daly in it. Yeah. There's more of her in it than Tyne Daly. And jo- Jodan still says plenty of stupid stuff. You need to say a few more stupid things to, to be. Uh, He's close enough to
3: being like self-parody Joe Don Baker, but not quite there.
0: There are several times in the movie where he is almost talking under his breath. Like there's there's the one scene that we talked about where he's chasing the Roadrunner like by the abandoned amusement park and the racetrack, whatever. And he's like going under the bleachers. He calls it a tunnel. It's you can clearly see the bleachers and you hear him say, "I didn't know this was here." okay, what do we care? <laughs> like, are you talking about a ham sandwich that fell between the cushions? What the fuck do you mean? Right. That you know every square inch of this town in Arizona? another part I want to touch on? Like, the, the night after the party, the pool party, and Jodan gets off the phone with, I don't know, whoever was a I don't remember who the hell he got off the phone with. I think, I think it was the psychic woman, that's right. He had a conversation with Tyne Daly, that that previous night. He just got the phone with the psychic, <laughs> the only two women in the movie, besides the, the blonde woman that crashes cars. And he rolls over as if someone was going to be there. (laughs) Like, oh, that's right. Like, you fucking pig. (laughs) Like, you just assume a woman's going to come home with you. And he was, like, out, like, doing stuff with Robert Loja, I think, that night. Or he went somewhere. He didn't go right from the, yeah, 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 yeah. That's where he went to Robert Loja's house. And he was told, find the heroine or you're dead. And then he wakes up the next morning. And what do you think happened between when you left? your life being threatened and when you woke up like like, like oh they, they dropped off a woman for me my my home woman service is 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 was operating again fantastic
2: well you obviously know one another where the hell did this happen oh one of them karate chop sucky classes up there in san francisco oh. she's also a notorious disco dancer on the side
3: on the next episode of cult cinema cavalcade We'll be getting our red, white, and blue jitsu on once again for our July 4th episode as we take on American Ninja 2, The Confrontation. The Dudikoff is back on the cavalcade. Don't let me down, Canon Films. And remember, tweet Neil Breen. I'm
2: an American. I love this country.
3: Put at CC cavalcade in new at Neil Breen film. Hashtag Twisted Cavalcade. Thank you for uh, tuning in. We hope you enjoyed June Don Baker Month. Uh, this episode concludes June Don Baker Month as we move into July. We look forward to next time, but first, stay tuned for the trailer to American Ninja 2 The Confrontation, the trailer that actually trails.
2: He has been taught the mystic arts of war. Sai! He has mastered a thousand years of secrets. He has learned the way of the ninja. Now, a soldier on a suicide mission. They have been sent to paradise. Excuse me, ma'am. Wow. To defeat a conspiracy that threatens the entire world. Who set me up? I said who! The lion! Who's the lion? He's a millionaire. He made his money on drugs. He's doing research. The super ninja. Ah! The ultimate fighting machine. Like a predatory tiger, who will feel no pain. Miracles. And know no emotion but hate. It's ninja against ninja. Together, they must destroy the most powerful criminal empire the world has ever known. He must defeat the most lethal assassin alive, and they must not fail. Michael Dudikoff returns as the American ninja with Steve James in American Ninja 2: The Confrontation.
1: To cult cinema cavalcade you can find more of cullen's work on the creative zombie studios network and on twitter at my name is Cullen. you can find more of brandon's work at whysoblue.com and on twitter at bt peters podcast produced by brad shoemaker edited by brandon narration by becky theme song pink baby by happy elf found on the freemusicarchive.org network the movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio and no infringement is intended please remember to leave us an itunes rating and review join us again in two weeks for the next episode of cult cinema cavalcade
3: Colin. Grab your magic box and take control of this plot.
0: After a wave of unsolved car thefts, an insurance company calls in private investigator Pete Novick to solve the case. While the chief of police isn't thrilled about having an outsider come and show up as men, one of the officers is a former girlfriend of Novick's who's more...
3: Blah, 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 blah. Sorry. I told, While the you, chief I of told po- you to grab your magic box, by the way. I just realized
0: that. <laughs> I did. It's pretty good watch out <laughs>